We are a proud member of the 143 Podcast Network. Hey, how you doing? My name is Joey Galvez, and I'm here to invite you to head on over to the 143 Podcast Network to check out all our shows that range from collecting, music, all things geek, all under one roof, right here on the 143 Podcast Network, partnering with Age of Radio. Check us out. The Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly affiliated with NSCLiveTV.com. That's No Signal Comics. NSCLiveTV.com. Find the Cheers to Comics podcast on channel 34 of NSCLiveTV.com. No Signal Comics. The best in auction action. This is Brian Wayne, the official voice of NSCLiveTV.com. Once again from Studio Cerebro. Here to tell you all about more great auction action. This particular auction action coming from Hooked on Comics Super Sales. Join John, Mary, and the rest of the gang Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and Saturdays 7 p.m. Eastern Time on NSCLiveTV.com channel 1. They have moved from 12 to 1 from my understanding. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, come on in, high-grade goodies, a whole lot of laughs, and, uh, yeah, um, there's an enormous wall of slabs, and then there's the bin room, and of course, an auction. Uh, <laughs> one thing that you will notice is that John's hat, the, the, the feller that be, well, partially running the show, the face of the show, his hat changes constantly, you never see the same hat twice. So once again... That is uh, Hooked on Comic Super Sales, Tuesdays at 6 Eastern, Saturdays at 7 Eastern, NSCLiveTV.com, Channel 1. Once again, that's NSCLiveTV.com, your home for the best in auction action. The Cheers to Comics podcast is sponsored by Comic Kingdom of Canada, or CKC. Another proud affiliate of NSCLiveTV.com. So, CKC. It's fantastic. It's a way to get everything you want out of comics. From variants, exclusives, and vintage comics. Uh, all over North America. But, keep in mind, they are based out of Canada. Now, here's the thing. Um, I know that may deter you a little bit. But they have U.S. shipping drop points, so you don't have to deal with the pesky uh, upcharges and waiting times of uh, uh, international shipping. Shoo, they got you covered there. Now, uh, Comic Kingdom of Canada. Now, they, are, uh, they go live on Facebook on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays at 4.30 p.m. Pacific time. So make sure you check them out as well on ComicKingdomOfCanada.com as well as NSCLiveTV.com and the Facebook sites. So, uh, once again, Tuesdays, they're new comics and some exclusives. Thursdays, there's exclusives and Rapid Round Vintage. And then Friday for Vintage All Night. So remember to support our sponsors, those who support us, CKC, a.k.a. Comic Kingdom of Canada, where they treat you like a friend and not a dollar sign. And also, as always, find them on NSCLiveTV.com, your home for the best in auction action. 
This is Brian Wayne, the official voice of NSCLiveTV.com, coming from the Cheers to Comics studios, aka Studio Cerebro, to tell you all about Sergeant and the Commander auctions. Uh, join Raul and Donna Fridays, 4.30 Pacific Time, for a great night of comics, games, prizes, and so much more. Raul is a United States Air Force veteran, and when I, I'm not gonna lie, when I see USAF written out, I automatically think American as fuck. <laughs> and he's been in love with comics since he was six years old. This comic book powerhouse duo has been together for more than 20 years and enjoy the love of all superheroes we grew up with. Be sure to check out the $3 Donna poll. That winner? It's a free slabbed comic. Three dollar. Donna Pull. Free slab comic. So remember, join them Fridays at 4.30 Pacific Time on NSCLiveTV.com channel 15. Once again, that's NSCLiveTV.com channel 15 for Sergeant and the Commander Auctions. NSCLiveTV.com, your home for the best in auction action. Hello again, Slurs. Thanks for tuning in to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I am your host, Brian Wayne, and this is Poolist Priorities. Uh, these are the Poolist Priorities for the 4th of March, 2020. So, uh, the basic premise of this episode, real quick-like, is essentially me just hyping up the books next week. I know books just came out. still probably have stuff to read. I know I do. But that doesn't mean that, you know, we we shouldn't get hyped about next week. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, if uh, you're, you're familiar with how this last week went at all as far as uh, tracking down certain specific books, uh, one may realize that there's been some certain specific books uh, specifically that are very, very, very difficult to, to track down. Now, if one were to listen to this podcast, I'm not saying, I mean, I'm just saying, one might have been a little bit more prepared, and they could have got their hell arisen, and people wouldn't be going ape shit, and, you know, this book wouldn't be going for 45 fucking dollars or whatever it is on eBay. So, uh, these these are the reasons why I do pull this priorities, y'all. It's not because, I mean, yes, I, it's because I like talking about comics, but there's methods to my madnesses. So, let's just get on with this. We have Indie Comics to hype up, and uh, we're going to start with Vault Comics. We've got number five from Money Shot. Money Shot is a sexy book. It's sexy. Uh, it's about alien orgies, or I take that back, uh, more like space orgies and science and uh, the preservation of mankind. Uh, Tim Seeley's a beast. Uh, Sarah Beattie, Kurt Michael. It's, it's good stuff. We're on number five now. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, <laughs> so much nakedness, uh, <laughs> uh, not for kids, that's for sure, um, that's gonna do it for Vault, we've got Oni Press now, not a whole lot of, uh, indie comics this week, just kind of a heads up, so, uh, yeah, but Oni Press, Oni Press, we got a number one, love me a number one, Dryad, Dryad number one, Curtis J. Weib. 
Weeby, and Justin Osterling. So, um, all right, this is, this is the person that did Rat Queens. All right, so this is an ongoing fantasy series. An elf and a human find solace, solace, and I don't know how to pronounce that word, in the sleepy forest settlement of Frostbrook, where they plant their roots. But 13 years later, their twins, Griffin and Rana, are explicably drawn to an accident. What? Psh, Jesus, Brian. An ancient door. Let me zoom in on this. Apparently I'm getting old. An ancient door and discover more than they bargained for, inadvertently turning their world upside down. Now they'll have to answer for their parents' mistakes and find the past that has a way of finding you. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, so um, it's it's fantasy elves and whatnot, you know? It's called Dryad. That should say a lot right there. Um, you know, if you're familiar with Rat Queens at all, you kind of get a good idea of probably what you're going to get out of this. And, uh, yeah. Um, fucking Dryad. I'm sure it's going to have quite a following. Uh, that does it for Oni Press. Like I said, not a lot going on. We got some trade paperbacks and whatnot, but don't usually, you know, talk about all that. Let's skip up to Albatross. Albatross, baby, and where there's Albatross, you really, you know, there's just not much to be mentioned uh, as far as, you know, titles Albatross puts out. It's really either The Groon or Grumble. Or the, the Goon. The, mm. <laughs> the Goon or Grumble. Well, this week it is The Goon again. Killing me right now. <laughs> the Goon number nine. Uh, who's on this one? It's Roger Langridge and Mike Norton doing this one. Eric Powell just did the cover. Hmm... Uh, Oh, while Eric Powell is busy working on the Goon spin-off, Lords of Misery, he's called upon some top-notch creators to come on board the Goon series. Issue number 9 marks the start of a four-issue arc by acclaimed creative team and writer Law. When a brewing war between Mother Brewster's clan and Kaiser Fishhelm's old peculiar distillery breaks out, it looks to undermine the stability of the local unions. And the Goon can't have that, can he? The standard edition features a cover by Eric Powell and the hardcore collectors out there. Blah, 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 blah. Cardstock. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, so. Uh, obviously, I'm picking this up. Now, I don't I guess this is kind of spinning off from uh, getting its own little arc. Doesn't feel like it has anything to do with uh, Duck Kid. But, um, you know what? I, you know, I respect the fact that Eric Powell's busy working on. Uh, um, uh, the Lords of Misery spinoff. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I know the last time Eric Powell did a spinoff, he did it with uh, Metalocalypse or Death Clock or whatever the fuck it was, crossing over with Goon. And, uh, hmm. Hmm. I guess a spinoff isn't the same as a crossover, is it? I might have got ahead of myself there. <laughs> oh, Danger Zone. Action Lab, Danger Zone, um, we got a bunch of stuff here, you know, we got a little bit of the usual, we got, you know, your, your, your sexy stuff, your Amalgama, the number four on that one, Amalgama Space Zombie, um, Argus, okay, what's Argus, we got a number one, Mike Bertolini, Bertolini, and, uh, Daryl Nickerhelm, Nickercrim, alright, uh, time travel is real, Scientific prodigy Randall Patton has had a breakthrough that allows travel through the time stream, which immediately led to the creation of the Argus, the temporal law of enforcement organization that polices time and space. 
Alright, um, after an accident renders one of the members of the Argus insane, he begins killing off the others. Except, they're all versions of Randall Patton from various points in his own life. Ooh, fun. Uh, that's actually sounding kind of interesting. Alright, um, kill switch, number three. Uh, Susan Bridges and Jeffrey Bridges and Walter Giovanni. Alright, I'm not reading Kill Switch, but, you know, Kill Switch, for those of you that are. Uh, I don't describe, and this, this podcast ain't all about me. It's not just about what I read, y'all. Um, you'll find that mostly when I get to DC. <laughs> uh, Twin Worlds, number one. This is a number one from Action Lab Danger Zone. I'll be picking up. This is from Ami, oh, try it again. Rami Al-Ashkar and Jethro Morales. Alright, hold on. We got a dude named Jethro and a dude named Rami Al-Ashkar on the same book. If that's not the world coming together and comic books being the goddamn catalyst for it, I don't know what the fuck is. You know what? Good, Rami and Jethro, good on ya. <laughs> Talk about diversity. Uh, years ago... Humanity became the alien invaders when the sky was lit up by a portal to the world of Tassaroth. Finding a medieval society with rich resources, the Earthers, soon took advantage and occupied the planet. Today, Vin Raja, the chieftain of the Durakan nation, leads an armed assault upon an Earther outpost. He will show no mercy to other natives who have sided with the Earthers. Vin Raja is a great warrior but has a dark secret. A secret that threatens to be exposed when his daughter breaks her house arrest with her mysterious twin children. Jesus Christ, there's a lot going on there. Still going to pick it up. I'm going to see what number one's about. Um, and of course, uh, more um, mm, zombie tits. Zombie tramp. Uh, <laughs> boom, boom studios. All right, we got Buffy the Vampire Slayer. They're at number thirteen. So if you're reading Buffy, there you go. Um, what else? Uh, oh, this seems interesting. Uh, King of Nowhere. This is a number one, written by W. Maxwell Prince. So if you're familiar at all with his Ice Cream Man run, which is wacky and kooky and terrifying and suspenseful and uh, just, yeah, gripping on all levels. Look at all those words. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely going to pick up another, uh, just a five-part series from him. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a whole lot of an investment. What are they doing on his $3.99 price tag? Shit. So King of Nowhere, W. Maxwell Prince and Tyler Jenkins. Um, but, uh, lovable drunken lowlife Dennis awakens on the outskirts of a mysterious village called Nowhere, home to a friendly populace of deformed, mutated, just left of normal citizens, and he has no memory of how he got there. But just when Dennis starts to regain his memories, his past catches up to him, literally. Um, what at first seems like merely a bad trip quickly heightens into a drama of mistaken identity, small-town conspiracy, and high-stakes fantasy fulfillment. Yeah, sold. Done. It's fucking W. Maxwell Prince. I'm into it. Oh, man, am I into that. God, that sounds like fun. Uh, so that's King of Nowhere. And, okay, Magicians, number 505, so we got a miniseries wrapping up. I don't know what Magicians is, but it's coming to an end, so make sure you don't miss the final issue if you're reading it. 
Uh, let's scoot on up to IDW. IDW is uh, probably the, the most diverse publisher out there, especially when it comes to indie comics. Uh, so we're, we're gonna we're gonna get the crow. So we're gonna start out with some adultness. Uh, Tim Seeley doing it. Hmm. I was originally gonna pass, but hmm. So we got the crow. Leth, Lethe. I don't know. Is that French? I don't know. That's not a. It's not an Angerish word. So I don't know how to say it. And it says this is a three-parter. So Tim Seeley, Ilias, Kirizis, Kirizis. Jesus Christ. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> He is No Narcos, popular performer in the Freak Chic Circus sideshow, able to endure horrific violence on his body without pain. But outside his nightly shows, Noel is a blank slate, with only faint but, but disturbing memories of who he was before revealed. Uh, with other performers, when, when other performers begin dying mysteriously, Null is haunted by a golden-eyed stalker and begins to remember a life he thought long gone. A life of murder, terror, and black wings. Yeah, okay, cool, the crow. You know, fucking... Uh, whether or not I pick this up kind of depends on how thick the stack is this week. If it's anywhere close to like it was last week, I'm... Uh, Probably not, but I don't think I have a whole lot of indies on the list this week, so the, yeah, probably, I don't know, I might. Uh, you know, I enjoyed the the, the first movie. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I haven't really enjoyed any of the Crow comics I've read recently, but that doesn't, you know, include, uh, um, you know, the original Crow comics, which I can admittedly say I haven't read, but, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Ghostbusters. Uh, Ghostbusters year one. Number two of four. So you can only imagine what that is, right? Eric Burnham and Dan Schoening. So, cool, right? Ghostbusters, IDW, they do that well. Uh, Pandemica, number four of five. Never even heard of this book. They're at number four now. Jonathan Mayberry and Alex Sanchez. So this is um, almost done. Uh, no idea what it's about. Sick of You is what it's entitled. Loverboy and his team of killers will stop at nothing to find and kill the mysterious infected child, and when the Pandemica team is betrayed, all of the evidence implicates Denisa. As the mutations spread out of control, a very real apocalypse looms over America. So, alright. Yeah, that probably means something if you're reading the book, but I got nothing out of that. That's just me personally. I'm not saying don't read it. By no means would I ever say that. And I probably, you know, I'm sure old listeners are tired of hearing me uh, say that probably every episode I do. But I, I, I can't uh, get that through the listeners' heads enough. This is not about me swaying you guys in any negative way by any means. Um, I'm also not a shill in any way. I'm not being paid to promote these books. My general excitement is all very, uh, very re real and legit. You know, it's just because I'm not excited about a book doesn't mean that it's not going to be good. I'm wrong quite often when it comes to uh, picking up books that I didn't expect to be good. So, uh, carrying on with IDW, now that we got that out of the way, Sonic the Hedgehog number 26, I bet this book sells out real quick and fast on account of how good the movie's still doing. I haven't got to see it yet, but uh, movies aren't really a priority for me at this time. I'll get around to it eventually, um, once it's streaming or something, I don't know. Um, we got some Turtles, 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Urban Legends number 22. So we're getting closer and closer to the finale. I'm not reading this book. I'm really just collecting it to have a complete run of a Turtles thing. <laughs> Even though it's most of this is reprinted. Although in color. But eventually the story will finish where it was, uh, um, uh, I guess, preemptively ended. I said that. That's not the right word. You get what I'm trying to say. Uh, Transformers Galaxies number 5. This is uh, Tyler Blazinski and Livio Ramondelli doing some, uh, some, uh, what are they doing? <laughs> Talking about, uh, what are they called? The fucking, oh, Constructicons? I think that's what this title was originally falling. I, I just, I just picked up issue number one, and once again, IDW didn't really impress me with the Transformer solo series, so I didn't keep going. I didn't give it the chance that I gave the the seven issues of the other Transformers ongoing series, the main title, um, which unfortunately just, whoops, still isn't my thing. So, um, yeah. Uh, although, I'll give you a, a bit of a synopsis as to what's going on here in case the uh, tone may have changed so, uh, this is Wannabe Part 1. So this is a new arc. Years ago, a probate scientist visiting Cybertron had his life saved by one, the one and only Bumblebee. Now, the probates are huge fans, and when Deathosaurus? Deathosaurus? It looks like Deathosaurus. I'm going to call it Deathosaurus, even though that's not what it is. Deathosaurus? Ugh, I can't say it goes to negotiate a new energy deal. He wants their number one bot on his side. Unfortunately, B's a little busy, so Deathosaurus turns to the next best option, the guy who looks like Redbubble B. Cliffjumper. Okay. Um, so, aside from me falling and tripping and stumbling all over that read, uh, I really didn't get anything out of that other than there's a dude that looks like Bumblebee called Cliffjumper that's red, and somebody that has a name that's really close to Deathosaurus, who I will forever refer to from here on out as Deathosaurus. Um, and that's IDW. Dark Horse. Dark Horse Comics, we have Butcher of Paris, number four of five. So Stephanie Phillips and Dean Coates coming at this one. This is based off of True Events. I'm going to have an expert on this story come on and uh, break down this uh, five-part series with me. Um, so once the, the five issues are out, I'm going to binge it real quick. Like we're going to get Robert on a call, and we going to talk murder. So uh, this is actually going to be the closest thing I do to a true crime podcast probably ever. Because <laughs> this guy knows true crime, man. And this is based off of a true crime story. A very dark, twisted one. Uh, continuing on with Dark Horse, we've got Kill Whitey Donovan, number four of five. So Duncan Sidney and Natalie Barahona. So I, I haven't been reading this series. I picked up number one just because I like to pick up number ones of new indie titles. Um, that's just kind of something I like to do, I guess. Uh, but beyond all that, I did hear that it's, get, it's getting a movie deal or a TV deal or something like that. So this might be a cool story to read. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be a cool story to read. It, I, I didn't read number one is what I'm getting around to. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But that's all from Dark Horse. Small, week. Image. Uh-oh. Image Comics. All right. Birthright. Don't read Birthright, but they're at 42 issues now. Joshua Williamson, huh? And Andre Bresson. So, as war rages across Earth, a long-lost ally returns to Mikey's side. 
It's hard to believe that there's a character named Mikey in a medieval tale called Birthright. But, uh, I don't know. You know, it's Joshua Williamson just continues to confuse the fuck out of me. <laughs> uh, oh, farmhand, how I love thee. Rob Guillory. Um, so Jedediah, he panics as the truth of the Jedediah seed begins to sprout. This is number 14. Um, this is an amazing, an amazing, and amazing, uh, fucking series. And this arc is top-notch. It's hard to believe. He really kicked out this, 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 uh, third arc. Um, and, uh, based off of what I've read off of following him and stalking him on Twitter... Uh, he plans on taking a little bit of extra time in between the third and fourth arc just so that uh, he can make sure every nothing's rushed because he, he almost missed deadlines on this last one, I guess. So he wants to make sure that doesn't happen and he never wants to sacrifice quality for a deadline. Um, I just I love Rob Guillory. I'm just going to go on record and say that again. <laughs> uh, marked number five. So this is the David Hine, Brian Haberlin book I wish I can get into. It's beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. And I hear the story's great too. And then, you know, this is the end of the first story arc. Unfortunately, it just revolves around a, a story type of plot that doesn't intrigue me. You know, it's, uh, it's just not my thing. You know, the idea of, you know, the magic tattoo sounds kind of neat, even though I'm not really into magic. Um, the idea of the whole tattoo part of it seemed kind of pretty, pretty cool. But then, you know, you break down the rest of the elements to it, and it just didn't really, uh, calculate to be a recipe for a book that I, I would seem to stay, stay subscribed to. So I, I did jump off of it, despite the fact that the art and the storytelling in itself is all phenomenal. Um, so I, I recommend it if you don't have an exact taste as I do. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, what's this? Merca and Dolfo Mercy. What the fuck is this? I can't even say it. Series premiere. Uh, when the placid mining village of Woodsboro is disturbed by a series of brutal murders, the settlement is in turmoil. And as the first snow covers the chaos in a white blanket, a mysterious woman in black arrives, eliciting a totally different kind of unrest. But who is Lady Helene? Really? Oh, they put a comma in there in the wrong spot. Sorry. <laughs> and what's her secret agenda? Acclaimed unnatural creator Mirka Andolfo presents essential Victorian Gothic horror about otherness, damnation, redemption, and what it means to be a monster in a horror tale perfect for fans of Penny Dreadful, Crimson Peak, The Alienist, Parasol, Protectorate, and Dark Shadows. Oh, boy. Um, so, there you go. Uh, it really has a fucking plug in here for visit gotmercy.me for additional mercy bonus content is what it says. All right. So yeah, now this is uh, if you liked Unnatural, then uh, supposedly you're gonna like this. I didn't read Unnatural, so I don't have any room to you know judge or anything like that. But there you go. Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and say this next book here is easily my most anticipated book of not just this podcast but the entire year. The entire year, and it's only the end of February. So John Ram John Layman and Rob Guillory teaming up again for the crossover of crossovers, baby. Not to mention a little help with Afu 
Chan on the cover, and probably uh, along with the art as well. Uh, just not, I'm just not trusting Previews World's uh, um, accuracy on that, uh, that, that, the credits there. Um, I would imagine that Afu Chan is also in there as well. So, uh, this is, if you read Outer Darkness and you've read Chu, then this is a fucking crossover. I'm not gonna get into it. I'm not gonna read the description. Uh, I think just the, 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 the names and everything about this, the, uh, the creative team, everything about this screams pick it up. Um, maybe even two. I don't know. Is there any real speculative reason behind it? No. Other than the fact that don't feel f- spill your fucking goddamn coffee or Kool-Aid or formula, whatever the fuck can possibly spill on a comic book, uh, make it uh, no longer readable. Uh, maybe that's why you pick up two of this, but this is a book that I think deserves to be in every single collection. And I love the fact that on this first cover here, I'm just going to kind of describe the initial cover here. It is very reminiscent of a Chew cover, uh, but the thing is, is we've got Outer Darkness characters on it, and it's drawn by Afu Chan. Uh, the, the, the reminiscent part, the, the, the homage to the Chew cover is the dining table with uh, a almost cybernetic chicken, um, Poyle, uh, with a knife through its head, which, you know, is a very popular Chew cover. Um, as a matter of fact, I want to say this volume, I don't remember which, I don't, I don't remember, but, um, yeah, it's, oh, fuck, that's, that's the crossover cover is what I'm getting to, easily my most anticipated book of the week, um, that doesn't take away from Unearth number six, though, the last indie book to talk about this week, it's Colin Bum, uh, Bun, sorry, and Kyle Strom. Now, this is a new story arc of a series that I'm just, I'm, I'm really not reading, but there you go, Unearth. That does it for the indies once again. Um, you know, this is, the indies are really the main reason I do this podcast as far as the books to shout out because they don't get the love that the, uh, the big two get. So, um, you know, I, I, I urge you, you know, if you don't read indie comics or haven't tried an indie comic yet, you don't know what the fuck you're missing out on. You've probably watched 10 shows that you loved based off of indie comics and haven't even known it yet. So, uh, yeah, um, it, fucking Outer Darkness, chew. And now, granted, you probably need some, uh, <laughs> some, some, uh, back story to those. So maybe that's not the first to pick up, but maybe it is, I don't know, Rob Guillory and John Lehman are fucking geniuses, and Afu Chan, you know, he, the dude's dope too, so, uh, there you go, pick up indie comics, let's move on to Big Two now, uh, now, I'm not saying don't read Big Two, because there's good stuff that comes out of Marvel and DC, there really is, we're gonna start with Marvel, uh, the 2020, Iron Man 2020 event carries on, we've got a tie-in this week, this is, uh, uh, Rescue 2020, Dana Schwartz and Jason Burroughs, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Pepper Potts as a character in general, never really have been, um, but, you know, to be fair, I'm never really a fan of any of the, the heroes that I love, um, uh, romantic interests, I'm not a fan of the romantic interests usually, but, um, you know, it's, I'm, I am, however, a fan of the Iron Man 2020 event. So, um, the, the, the tie-in I've read so far, I haven't gotten to the stock, um, from the, uh, the, the 26 yet, but from the, uh, the tie-in that I have read so far, I'm impressed, and there's not a whole lot of them, 
I think there's, you know, less than 15 issues to this entire event, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna pick them all up, and, you know, honestly, I guess I, now that I think about it, the more I talk about it and talk about it to you, I am excited, and is that a, whew, that's a cool, uh, variant cover going along with that, too, Jen Bartel, um, oh, Atlantis Attacks, this is a five-parter, it's Greg Pack carrying on with his, um, agents of Atlas, or whatever it is, I don't know, I don't read it, um, Black Cat is already at issue number 10, uh, Jed McKay and Chris Enka, so there you go. Oh, and that's a Jake Scott Campbell cover, so that's, that, the book's gonna do well. It doesn't matter if people are reading this one or not, this book's gonna sell. <laughs> that's just how it is, that's what Jake Scott Campbell does, there's no denying it. Uh, Black Panther and the Agents of Wakanda, number 7. This is Jim Zub and Lan Medina. Thin Fang Doom. Now that should be enough to sell anybody, right? Um, you know, I did pick up the first issue of this, and I forgot to add it as ongoing. So when I got my pull list, when it was time for the second issue to come around, um, it wasn't in my list. You know, and I didn't think anything of it until it was too late. And uh, by the time it was too late, I couldn't go back and get another one. And I don't like ordering comics all online when my local comic book store is the world's largest comic book store. So, I don't know, that's just this get-up I have. Um, but, you know, they were out of it, so uh, I just kind of didn't continue on. I hear it's good, though, and I would imagine it's good. I'm a big fan of Jim Zub, so, uh, yeah. It seemed like a really cool take on Black Panther. Um, Conan Battle for the Serpent Crown. This is Saladino Ahmed and Luke Ross. Uh, this is a five-parter. This is number two. And, uh, yeah, there you go. I'm not reading this one, but I have over the last, I'd say, year or so become a fan of the character Conan when uh, previous to that I was very anti-Conan. So Marvel got me back into a character. Daredevil number 19, Chip Zarsky and oh, Marco Caquetto's back, baby. Julian Titino Tedesco. So Hell's Kitchen's hanging on by a thread and that thread is Daredevil. Owl makes his play while Mayor Fisk watches from the sidelines. I don't like how they're making Mayor Fisk look like a bitch all of a sudden, but I don't think that's going to act or last long at all because Mayor Fisk ain't no bitch. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, Dr. Doom. Oh, look at him. Wrestling with old Kang. Uh, Christopher. Jesus Christ. That was all types of bodily functions. Christopher Cantwell and Salvador La Roca. Uh, I did admittedly drop off of this series. I thought I was going to be fully on board. Uh, it's not that I didn't enjoy it. It's just that I don't have time for um, a year-long Doctor Doom story. Um, and honestly, with this one, I'd say if they did went bi-weekly on it, I probably would be still reading it. But um, I just have a... It's not that this book's really hard to digest either. You know, I went back... I think I fell off at four. I think I collected the first four and read them all. And I was like, this is fine. I just, you know... I don't have room for it right now, unfortunately, and I hate saying that, but, I mean, if you're, uh, I mean, I've been listening for any period of time on this podcast, you know that I read a lot of fucking books, and, um, yeah, so I just can't always get to them, and when I know I'm not gonna get to something, I just opt out of it, and Doom got chopped, I guess, is how the TV people would say. Uh, Doctor Strange, number four, um, so this is Mark Wade and Kev Walker continuing on, but now as the Surgeon Supreme. Keep in mind, he is still very sorcerer-y. Um, and the return of Dr. Druid is here. 
So, uh, bleh, there you go. Um, I, I keep forgetting to drop it, but at the same time, uh, I think subconsciously I don't want to. I did read the first, uh, well, I think, what did I do, like 13 or 19 issues or whatever the first run of Wade's uh, Strange Run was, or the last run of Wade's Strange Run was. Whew. Um... Yeah, well, I read through it all, and it was fine. It's just, I, the thing is, I just don't know why they rebooted it. Um, I, I, I feel like Doctor Strange is a character that deserves, you know, if it can, if you can create a 30, 40, 50 issue um, storyline with the same creator, then keep it going. I don't find it, I, I just don't see the reason in rebooting uh, a story when you have a new, or un, unless you're bringing in a new creative team entirely. Uh, I'm not anti-reboot by any means. I just don't understand. I'm confused is all. No big deal. Um, it's not keeping it from getting my money, though. I think I will eventually go through and check out what this uh, Surgeon Supreme is. I would imagine it goes 12 issues before it reverts back and maybe finds a new creator from there. If it reboots again with the same creators, then um, I don't know. I guess I'm just going to keep podcasting. Uh, what am I going to do? Um, <laughs> Excalibur number eight. This is Teeny Howard and Wilton Santos. Uh, admittedly, I fell off of this r- around f- issue four or five. Um, you know, it's it's cool. As a matter of fact, I hear it's just getting better. But, you know, just kind of the same thing with New Mutants. It's just one of those, there's there's plenty of uh, X books to choose from right now. They just keep coming with more. And, you know, honestly, the, uh, the, the Betsy Braddock isn't really a story that I feel entirely uh, drawn to. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm being pulled in different directions in the X universe. Uh, not that I have anything against it. It's just, you know, priorities, man. Priorities. Uh, that's, that's, uh, what is that, Excalibur? Ooh, Iron Man 2020 Part 3. So, this is the main series here. This is number three of six. Dan Slott, Christos Gage, and Pete Woods. Um, yeah, great, great fucking event. I'm enjoying it immensely. I can't recommend it enough. Go back, read it from the beginning, read all the tie-ins. Fuck, read the last, uh, three issues of Tony Stark Iron Man, um, from 1918 and 17. Um, and yeah, that's it sets up this whole thing. It's great. I fucking love this story. I didn't think I'd like it. I almost didn't even get it. And here we are. <sighs> God damn. See, I'm wrong a lot. Um, Magnificent Ms. Marvel, number 13, Saladin Ahmed, and Joey Vasquez. Uh, rumor is, is that, uh, there's going to be a new character introduction in here. Oh, what does it say? It says it right here. Introducing Fadi Falala, a.k.a. Amulet. What the fuck? Fa... Fadlala? I, I, I can't be saying that right. Maybe I am. I don't know. Fuck. Um, so, uh, forgive me. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean no offense, but that can't, I don't know. Um, so amulet is a thing, and there's, there's rumors that, you know, this isn't just a, uh, I don't know, I may, I could be mixed up here, but I feel like Disney Plus might shoehorn this this in somehow I don't know I know that Miss Marvel's getting a thing somewhere somehow I'm not nearly as in tune with the TV stuff as I used to um, thank God for <laughs> podcasts like Nerd Cantina and Ocho Duro Parlay Hour and Three Fat Nerds and all of those guys man there's uh, um, 
yeah, that's that's where you're going to get your TV comic book news from. Not from me, from them. So, yeah, I, ju- I just talk about source material, baby. Um, so, yeah, Amulet, first appearance. Gonna People are going to want it. That's the thing. Uh, Marauders, this is an ex-book that I'm fully on board with. Uh, Jerry Duggan and Matteo Loli. I fucking love this book. It's 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 great. Um, I want to know what the fuck's going on with Kate Pride. Is that Yellow Jacket on the cover? Ooh, that's Yellow Jacket. Right up in the description too. Mm, yes. Oh man, I fucking love Jerry Duggan so much. I say that about a lot of writers now, I guess. <laughs> um, what is this? Oh, Marvel number one of six. So this is Alex Ross doing his thing again. Um, it's a whole. I don't know. It's. I bet it's expensive. No, it's only five bucks, huh? All right. It's 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 a whole fucking slew of banger creators. So there you go, man. Pick that up if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, Miles Morales, Spiderman, Spiderman, Miles Morales, number sixteen, Saladin Ahmed, Corey Smith, um, Morales, Morales vs. Monsters. What the fuck? Um. Okay. Cool. Oh, yeah, there's a little baby Morales now. Look at that. He's got a little baby. See, I I have fell off. Uh, I'm, still re- or I'm still collecting it because I don't want to have any gaps in any of the Spider-Man runs that I've already started. Um, you know, part of me is kind of a FOMO thing. I'm not going to lie. I do have... Uh, I, I get I get FOMO real bad. And that's why I continue on with book uh, runs um, sometimes long after I stop reading them. Oh, and, you know, you never know. You never fucking know. And Miles Morales having a brother, I'm sure, is a big fucking deal. So, yeah, I don't know. This is, uh, cool. This is cool. I might I might jump right back on this, too. Now, there's not enough Spider-Man stuff for me to read now, so I might jump jump on into it. Um, originally, I jumped off because there was plenty to read already, but that's not a thing anymore. Uh, what is the oh Savage Avengers baby number eleven? I'm glad Jerry Duggan's continuing on with this man. Uh, Jerry Duggan and Butch Gleese. Uh, the horrific secret of Kulangas power is revealed, and that's Electra getting frisky with the Doctor Strange. Hmm. Uh, steal yourself, true believers. This one is a bummer for the ages. Ooh. Plus, Doctor Strange and Elektra did what last night? Parental advisory. Mmm. Yeah. Mmm. Marvel. Mmm. You're getting uh, getting a little risky, huh? Marvel's getting risky. You're throwing, showing uh, some kissies, some kissies on the covers. Whoa, Disney. Back it up. Back it up. Um, Spider-Man Noir number one of five. Uh, so here's a Spider-Man title, right? This is just a five-parter, so not a big investment. Margaret Stoll and Juan Ferreira. Now, this is Spider-Man Noir. Uh, now, <laughs> uh, originally, I wouldn't really give a shit about this character. Now, that that that's those aren't my thoughts, though. Uh, for t- or at least about this book. Um, for one, I'm going to pick up this book and I'm going to read it in Nicolas Cage's voice because um, that's just what it is now, and two, Dave motherfucking Raposa did this cover, uh, he, it's not a name that I've had the opportunity to speak of in comics, um, it's been a while, it's been a while since he's done a Marvel cover, or any comic book cover that, 
you know, has crossed my path at least. And you know, I'm a, I'm I've been a fan of this guy's art for a few years now, and holy shit, this this cover is fucking beautiful. And it's not even a variant cover, guys. That's just cover A. Of course, there's going to be variant covers. Um, well, only one, and uh, Ron Lim did it. But you know, uh, no no offense, Ron Lim, but fucking that, that's Dave Raposa. <laughs> that bitch is selling out. Uh, Spider-Verse number six of six, so I guess I've been going on about how there's not enough Spider-Man, but I guess I've been opting out of all the spider verse stuff, now that I think about it. So Jed McKay and Zay, is that Zay Carlos? Oh, look at that. Dave Raposa did another fucking cover. God damn it, is this book getting my money? The conclusion to the Spider-Verse is here. All the various threads of the series, Miles Morales, Spider-Man Noir, Spider-Webslinger, Spider-Ma'am, and all the other Spider-People and Spider-Sonas come together to respin the web of life and destiny. Boom, baby. So I had a feeling this is what this is all going to wrap up to. This is kind of a book of nostalgia, I would imagine. Um, and, you know, if yeah, I, I loved the uh, Spider-Geddon event. I really did. I liked all the tie-ins. You know, Spider's Man was my favorite thing to happen out of all of that. Um, it was great that it happened right around the uh, the Sony movie thing. So, uh, yeah, but more, more, I mean, this is, it's cool how they're all just kind of tying it all together now. I dig it. I dig it. And it looks like Miles Morales is the, the front runner on this cover here. Fuck, you see them all on here. I see them all. I don't see Spiders, man, though. I see all the heroes. Let's put it that way. Yeah, because I don't see, yeah, uh, okay, cool. Um, fuck it. Dave Raposa. <laughs> Give it up for Dave Raposa, everybody. Uh, but, uh, Strange Academy. Strange Academy number one. Now, this is Scotty Young and Umberto, Umberto Ramos. Enough said, right? I believe this is uh, rated to be an ongoing. Uh, a Sorcerer's School for the Marvel Universe. So this is Professor X, um, it, only it's Doctor Strange. And instead, you know, instead of Cyclops and all of them, he's got, like, Brother Voodoo and, uh... Um, the Ancient One, and Scarlet Witch, and Magic, and Hellstrom, and all the greatest magicians, man. Uh, so, whew, totally into that. Originally, I thought, nah. Um, but then, the more and more, the the closer this book got to the, the, the time, you know, the FOC, I thought, okay. Alright, it, it's Scotty Young writing, I've been a fan of his writing lately. Um, a big fan of Umberto Ramos, everything he does for the most part. I guess I'm not a huge fan of his, a lot of, uh, not, not a lot, but some of his Spider-Man drawings, but I do like his style overall. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm into it. I'm fucking into it. Strange Academy. Um, yeah, you'll definitely hear me talk about that. Strike Force number seven. Oh, look, it's referring to King Deadpool here. Teeny Howard and German, per German Peralta. Uh, I'm still collecting this series, um, but I haven't read it in a few issues, so admittedly I am behind. The, the, the team premise and base, you know, Blade and Angela, and it just seems like fun to me. So that's why, you know, I keep picking it up. Um, let's see here. That's, yeah, shit, that does it. That does it. It's a bunch of... Bunch of second prints and whatnot from here on out from Marvel. So, big week for Marvel. Definitely some bangers, no doubt about it. 
Um, let's wrap it up with DC. We've got Batman number 90. Now, uh, James Tenney IV and Jorge Jimenez. This has been... I love this book. I love Batman. I love Batman more than ever. <laughs> um, we've got some Hill House action. Daphne Byrne. Three of six. Laura Marks. Kelly Jones. Ooh, shit. Um, so, yeah. Uh, this is this is actually a seri uh, one of the few Hill House comics that I'm not reading. Uh, I don't know why. Has Kelly, been jo Kelly Jones been doing this the whole time? If I would have known that, I definitely would have jumped on it. Could have came out on a heavy week too, and sometimes that's just the, that's the make or break. Oh boy! All right, so Flash is going to continue on in legacy numbering here as we hit number 750. It's an extra size spectacular, 80 page giant, eight dollars. Um, and let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten covers listed here on Previews World alone. So. Yeah, and I would imagine just like Wonder Woman did, once it hit that 750, it's just going to legacy number from here on out so it can, you know, get to that 800 and then, you know, blah 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 Um, Nothing wrong with that, though. I'm cool with legacy numbering. You know, Detective and uh, Action have been doing it from the get-go. They've never been renumbered, so that's cool. Um, yeah, so Harley Quinn is another book coming out from DC. <laughs> Sam Humphreys and Sammy Bastri. Sure. Yeah, if you're reading Harley Quinn, there you go. Um, I I pick it up every once in a while, but this probably won't be a week that that happens. Uh, Justice League number 42. Robert Venditti. Uh-oh. Um, okay. Robert Venditti and Doug Mankey along with Jaime Mendoza. Uh, yeah, I actually have been digging this story. Um, I wasn't sure about it at first. Uh, you know, was it number 40? I was kind of on the fence. I thought, uh-oh, am I going to drop this? And then the first part of 41 was going on, and I thought, uh-oh, am I going to drop this? And then the end of 41 happened, and I thought, nope, I have faith in this team. Um, so I'm going to, yeah, I'm still reading Justice League. And, you know, how could I, I have a comic book podcast, and I read, I, you know, I follow so little DC ongoing series. I really should stay on this no matter what, but I'm happy to say that I'm thrilled to keep going on with it. Justice League Odyssey, this is number 19, Dan Abnett, ooh, wow, that should be really good. And Will Conrad, um, you know, I'm not reading Justice League Odyssey, but for anyone that is, there you go. Uh, Lois Lane. This is a 12-parter. They're at number 9, though. Greg Rucka and Mike Perkins. I don't follow much of the Superman universe, family, threads, side stories, anything like that. So, naturally, I wouldn't be reading Lois Lane. But, you've been warned for the subscribers that are. Um, the, uh, the next big... You know, I'm going to kind of skip ahead alphabetically a little bit. We've got Superman Villains number one. This is a book that was actually, uh, it's been, it's been, uh, what do you call it, uh, delayed a couple of times. But it's got a slew of creators. It's a $6 price tag. I would imagine it's probably about a 40-page book. Brian Michael Bendis, Mac F Fraction, Greg Rucka, 
um, uh, Steve Lieber, Mike Perkins, that's just to name a few. So it's the Man of Steel's greatest villains reacting to the biggest rock to the DC Universe. And that would be him saying, I am also um, a reporter, not just Superman. And everyone goes, what? And mostly the Daily Planet. Uh, so yeah, we see a whole bunch of villains in the background. Not all of them Superman villains, though. I've never once known Professor Pig to be a Superman villain, but I'm happy to see him on a cover. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bitch about Brian Hitch drawing Professor Pig. But, um, yeah, I, I probably won't be picking this up, but maybe I will. Who knows? It is only six bucks, as far as, uh, an oversized issue goes. But the last book, the last book of the week to mention is the start of another um, uh, Tom King extravaganza. This is a 12-parter, Strange Adventures. So with Evan Shaner and Mitch Gerrids, this is a, uh, yeah, and this just, I would imagine it's going to be very, very, very uh, close to um, the, the feel and tone of uh, Vision and uh, Mr. Miracle. So, yeah, uh, I would I would suggest you pick up issue number one at the very least, you know. And if you do plan on waiting out the trade, um, then yeah, and that's probably what I'll end up doing. I'll probably collect all the issues. I'll read issue one, and then based off of what I get out of that, you know, I'll go from there. But um, if it reads at all like Mister Miracle did, I'm gonna be better off binging it. But we'll see. We'll see. So uh, you know, everybody has their own their own reading ways. That does it. That is pull list priorities. These are the books that are coming out on the third, uh, or sorry, the fourth of March, uh, 2020. Uh, subscribe to these books, guys. If Hell Arisen and Batman 89 have taught us anything in February, it's that this is why you fucking start a pull list. Subscribe to the books. Just do it. Um, you, you know, it's. Uh, I don't know. Read the fucking books. <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong with picking up a book because it's hot, but, you know, there's also nothing wrong with knowing what the fuck is going on with it either. I don't know, this is me just kind of ranting right now. I hear all these people bitching about how they didn't get their Hell Arisen number three, and in my eyes I'm going, I, I was subscribed to this motherfucking shit months ago, you know, without even knowing Hell Arisen was a thing. You know, um, you're the villain. It was a year-long DC event and wrapping up in four parts. And then they announced that the same guy doing Batman is the same guy wrapping up the four-part arc to, you know, to the whole event. And he's really, you know, Tinian's been a part of it all. So, granted, I'm not going to come out and say I knew Punchline was going to be a thing, but I knew something big was going to come out of this. You know, it's, it's just... Um, it, it's about that time. How long has it been since we've had a Batman who laughs? You know, it's it's been a couple years since Metal. DC's due to shake things up again, and why not make it James fucking Tinian, the writer of Batman? So, um, you know, I, I, what is the point is, is that if you actually read the books you pick up, you might be more in tuned as to what's going on. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, I didn't know this wasn't announced until, you know, the FOCs were already cut off and blah de blah de blah And that's cool. I get that. You know, there's a lot of people with that argument right now. 
but if you're picking books up just to flip them, then I really, I know that I have a speculation lottery type of thing, but I don't have any sympathy for strictly flippers. I just don't. Read the books that you're, you're, you're so hot after to get rid of and make a few bucks off of. It's, there's nothing wrong with knowing what the fuck's going on. And who knows, maybe you'll get clued in on the next fucking big thing. Sorry, it's been a long Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> um, it's, uh, whew. Oh, man. Um, I, I, I hope this, this informs you in some way, shape, or form. You know, what, what's the book to pick up? Definitely Strange Adventures, as far as speculation goes. If you're to go back and try to pick up issue one, this, the single issue of Mr. Miracle or, or Vision, you know, they're gonna, they're definitely not cover price. You know, they're, they're, a few significantly over cover price just because of the popularity of that book um you know who's i don't see any reason why strange adventures wouldn't have that same type of popularity so pick up number one if you don't want to miss out as far as anything else um you know it's i uh, outer darkness chew I, I think that's that's a must as far i mean if you're a fan of outer darkness or chew especially both um, other than that, you know, who knows what, who, what what could come out of this? It, it's I, I don't know. I, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything massive. You know, obviously Batman. There's always there's always room for something, but I, I don't know if number ninety is going to be the big one. Who fucking knows? Um, but you know, we'll talk speculation on episode uh, sixty nine or seventy or whatever it is from here. I don't know. I've, I'm losing track. Um, sorry, I, I just had to rant for a second, and there's no one there to tell me to calm the fuck down, because it's just a piece of plastic and metal. <laughs> well, slurds, <sighs> start a pull list, read responsibly, cheers fuckers. Hey, this is Liz. Hey, this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We are talking Star Wars, Star Trek, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbeam, or wherever you find awesome podcasts. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. See you soon.